Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your host, Matt Foster of the Poetry Corner Podcast. And I want to talk to you about my favorite place to buy and find poetry books. At Barnes & Noble, of course. You see, since I was 17 years old, I would either go to my local library or to Barnes & Noble for all my literature needs. Whether it was just to improve my reading technique, to learn another language, or discover new poets. Barnes & Noble has always been my go-to when I just want to get away from the stress of everyday life and hop into a good cup of latte in an awesome book with so many locations and online stores you can check out your favorite genres of literature at your local Barnes & Noble. So, if you're ever in the mood for an autobiography, a murder mystery, love story, or simply the thrill of adventure, go check out your local Barnes and Noble. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Poetry Corner Podcast. This is your host, Matt Foster, for all those who didn't know. And I hope you all had a beautiful and blessed day today. Now, we have a lot to discuss. Something serious to discuss in tonight's episode. Usually, ladies and gentlemen, I would do an introduction an intro to the show for for all those who didn't know what what I usually do. But I'm not going to plug an intro in this one. I'm I'm just going to get right into it. Right into the meat and potatoes. I got a call yesterday from my little brother. And he told me that uh, a good friend of his passed away a couple of days ago to gun violence. And I may not know this young man, but I just want to send a rest in peace shout out to him. And send condolences to him and his family. He was like, Matt, that, did you know what was going on in his hometown? My brother told me. And I was like, nah, why, what's up? Because me and my brother, you know, he goes by the name of Magic Trail. And he does these segments on Instagram called Magic Moments where he is just him freestyling in a live stream, you know, freestyle rapping in a live stream. And he was like, he was telling me, he said, man, I I, I cut on my radio in my car, threw on an instrument on my phone to, you know, freestyle to some hip hop music. But he said for 20 minutes, I was blank when I received this news the other day. He said, I've been blank ever since. He said, did you know what was going on in the city? And I was like, no, I know it's bad. I said, but what's going on? I said, you know, we always had crime in Philly. And I pray and hope one day, ladies and gentlemen, that will change. But he was telling me. So my friend makes murder number 405 in this city. He said, and the sad thing is, this year isn't even over yet. And (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen I was just at a loss for words I didn't know what to say Philadelphia is my hometown That's my birthplace I love Philadelphia With all my heart I grew up there And to hear this news 
It, it, it rocked me to my core, ladies and gentlemen. He said, my brother said to me, he said, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know how many lives are going to be snuffed out before a change comes to our hometown, bro. And he was like, you know, so many people plan on leaving this city. So many people I know is planning on packing up and going somewhere else. And don't don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. After I got off the phone with my brother, I was I was at a loss for words and all, but I love Philadelphia. Like I said, that's my birthplace, my hometown. I'm a Philadelphia Flyers, Eagles, and 76ers fan. Hunting Park, born and raised. And to hear this news is disheartening because a lot of the friends I had that were in the streets when I was growing up, my brothers included, because I was the only one that you know wasn't in the streets. I went to school. After school, I was at the library, and then that you know transitioned into uh, when I got older. I went to work, and I came home, and on my days off, I was at the local library. But I never messed around in the streets. But all my friends did. Fast forward now that all my friends are grown men and women that are either married, engaged, or in committed relationships. They have families. They got kids now. And they, they all tell me the same thing. They said, man, I can't even let my child outside to play. With all this bloodshed. And there was a saying when I, when I lived in the city. I don't know if they still use this slang. As a goodbye, you know, uh, a greeting or I mean, not greeting, a goodbye greeting, a goodbye statement, you know, uh, not a good goodbye statement, but a goodbye statement, meaning I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Instead of saying, all right, bro, or all right, sis, I'm going to holler at you tomorrow or I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to hit you up when I get off work, when I get out of school, whatever. There was a terminology that we used to say called. Watch your body out here. And all my friends, because I live in Idaho right now, and all my friends here in Idaho, they don't understand that terminology. They don't understand the term of watch your body. Because I snuck and said it to my coworker one day a couple months ago. We was all clocking out from the shift, right? And I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to holler at y'all, you know, tomorrow when we come back to the shop. Uh, all right, y'all, y'all be safe. You know, uh, watch your body. My buddy was like, my homeboy was like, he said, what you say to me? He said, wash my body. I said, no, watch your body. Meaning watch your back. And he was like, you threatening me? I said, no, I ain't threatening you, dude. I said, just be safe. It's a terminology that means be safe. I said, oh yeah, I forgot I'm not in Philadelphia no more. He was like, yeah, he said, I, I thought you said something weird. I said, no, <laughs> I, I meant, you know, watch yourself out here. You know, he was like, he said, you don't have nothing to worry about because Idaho is completely safe. I was like, yeah, true. He said, and plus everybody here strapped. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's a uh, gun legal state. And uh, long story short, you know, I, I for. For a brief moment, I forgot where I was. 
And that goes to show I'm so used to saying that to all my friends. I'm so used to saying that to all my loved ones when we depart ways, when we part ways for the day or when we part ways for the night. And we go back home or we go to work or we go to school or whatever. We say, watch your body in my hometown. I don't know if they still say it, but it's a sad statement, though. It's a sad statement. I should not have to say to my friends or my family or somebody that I know or a co-worker or whoever. Watch your body. And the reason why we started saying this in the in the early 2000s was because homicide rates were as high as they are now. And Philadelphia, Philly, I love y'all. Y'all y'all got my heart. But that needs to change. That needs to change. I'm serious. Because a lot of these young kids committing these murders Are y'all kids That's either your nephew Your brother Your son Your cousin Your best friend And while it's not easy It's not easy ladies and gentlemen To try to talk somebody away from the life of crime You can at least sit down and talk to them Give them a little words of wisdom so that they either receive that wisdom and make a change or they'll receive that wisdom and it'll go in one ear and out the other. But at the end of the day, you at least let them know you got to be a part of the change or you're going to be part of the problem. You either going to be part of the change or you're going to be part of the problem. Think about it for a sec. You either want to be part of the solution of fix what's wrong and bring an end to all the senseless violence and killings or are you just going to sweep it under the rug? That's my grandson. That's my nephew. That's my homeboy. That's my cousin. It's cool he doing what he doing. But guess what? Somebody come kill him. Somebody come kill your homeboy, your grandson, your nephew, your best friend, your cousin. You want to scream, oh, R.I.P. to the homie. He ain't did nothing to nobody. No, if he was a killer, he did something to many people. I'm sorry to say that. But it is what it is at this point. You either going to be part of the problem or part of the solution. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen a city much like mine. And while there uh, there is crimes in Chicago, for everybody who knows about Chicago, what goes on there, New York, Texas, Washington State, you know what I mean? The hoods of Washington State. 
Every big city has crime. Every big city has homicides. But when I check the statistics, Philadelphia is number four on that list. And what's sad is I have so many friends who want to move out there and experience the culture, the people, the community that I have. I have so many friends out here who tell me, Matt, you are so blessed to have come from such a rich society, such a rich community. He said, y'all probably, you know, you know, growing up in the hood, you don't have much. But everybody in the community was like a village. Y'all all came together to help each other with whatever y'all needed. Whether it was food, bills to be paid. Look out for each other's kids. Mental health. Emotional support. Prayer. Friendship. A roof over your head. Like if, if you got kicked out of your crib. There was a neighbor that let you stay with them. Where I came from. Yes. I come from a community like that. And so many of my friends who want to move out there and experience the big city life. They're terrified. They're terrified for the simple fact that they, they can't go somewhere like Philly and experience the culture, the food, the scenery. It's it's unbelievable. Four hundred and five. I'm at a loss for words. Four hundred and five. Like I said, once again, you can either be part of the problem or you're going to be part of the solution. What can you do today? Think to yourself. This is a rhetorical question. What can you do today to ensure the future for your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren? When is it time to put these guns down? Because you're not snuffing out just a life. You're not just snuffing out a life, I mean. You're ruining the future for someone else's child and possibly your own. Because guess what? When you commit a murder, there's somebody in that community that's going to tell on you. And they got security cameras set up. You commit a murder... You going to jail for life. You might take you might take a life. But that family is down one family member. And your family is down one family member. Because you either going to face retribution from the sibling of that person you killed or the cops going to come get you and you doing life, possibly the death penalty. So either way you're you're screwed. And what was it for? Somebody stepped on your shoes? Someone took a couple dollars from you? I don't condone thievery. Because it says in the word of God that 
God despises a thief. But because the thief asked Jesus to remember him while they were all on the cross and the killer tried to curse Jesus, the thief made it into heaven with Jesus. All because, in so many words, the thief asked the Lord for forgiveness. The killer did not. And yes, like I said, as the word of God says, God despises a thief, right? So when you take a life, you're, 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 you're stealing a life. You don't have a right to take that life. You don't have a right to take that life that you did not give. I can understand if it's self-defense and the courts rule it as self-defense, cool. You were in a jammed up situation where somebody tried to take your life. I can I respect that. But at the same time, if you going out just looking for somebody to kill, why don't you find some time to kill and go read a book? Why don't you find some time to kill and then go get yourself an education? Why don't you take some time to kill and invest in yourself? If you want to kill something, kill some time and better yourself. Better your community. Better the future for your children. Because like I said, only two things that can come from taking a life. Your life is going to get taken in retribution. Or the cops is going to come take your life by locking you up for life or the judge is going to rule that you get the death penalty, which also means you get your life taken away. So that's two lives for no reason. Two lives for no reason. That's that's unbelievable. Instead of saying to yourself. I want to make a change. I want to make sure that my children have a better tomorrow. I want to be that father that I always knew I could be. I'm tired of seeing, you know, so many mothers and fathers crying, brothers and cousins and and, and sisters and co-workers crying, pitting teddy bears on corners. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. That's what you should be saying to yourself. Everybody want to be a gangster. But the funny thing is, a lot of these gangsters that y'all follow or want to be like, a lot of them knew a second language, if not three. How'd they do that? Education. Bettering themselves. A lot of them are smart at algebra. Trigonometry. They could have stopped. Going about the life of crime. A lot of these gangsters that y'all look at. Y'all, y'all, y'all. That y'all idolize. They could have stopped going on the, you know, the, the path of crime. And they could have went in. On the path of a career. 
They could have went on the path of a career. So I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to be part of the solution or do you want to be part of the problem? Everyone feels as if crime life is easier. Fast money is better than no money. I get it. You know what I mean? It's better to be out here with some money in your pocket than none at all. But it's better to earn money in a safe way where you know the cops ain't watching you and you know that somebody don't want to sneak up behind you and kill you where you're clocked in at a job earning a paycheck Showing your children it's okay to have a job. It's okay to be out here working hard. It's okay to get paid you know, every week or every two weeks. It's okay to be responsible. It's okay to be that father that you always wanted to be. That, 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 that pillar of hope in your community. That you always wanted to be. Because... What you're doing out here in these streets, the children are watching. And I talked to so many of my old heads back home, right? And they be like, Matt, I watch a lot of these kids that are now in their 20s, got jail records long as, you know, their arms and legs. Got rap sheets all around the block. I wish we would have shown them better. I wish we would have shown them about, you know, how to invest in real estate, how to invest in in, in themselves, how to invest in uh, stocks, how to invest in their dreams. I wish we would have showed them a lot better than what we were doing. And that's a repetitive statement that goes about every every cycle, every cycle. You know what I mean? Because when this generation grows old, the one that's out here shooting and killing and all that, y'all going to be saying to y'all homeboys and y'all friends, dang, man, we had an opportunity and a chance to show our children something better. I can't believe that my son and my daughter got locked up. I can't believe my homeboy daughter just got booked for stabbing somebody or my homeboy son got booked for uh, robbing somebody at gunpoint. And you know why that happened? You chose to be part of the problem rather than the solution. My uncle was showing me uh, pictures of Philadelphia in, in the 50s all the way through the 70s. And it was a beautiful place. It's Like I said, it still had its crime, but once again, it was a beautiful place. Crime was rare in Philadelphia at one point in time. There was no such thing as a triple homicide. Double murder. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, there was no such thing. Yeah, sure, you can blame it on the crack epidemic of the 80s. Yeah, sure, you can blame it on hip-hop. You know, the gangster rap era of the 90s and, and the early 2000s. But at the end of the day, 
Hip-hop, rap music is nothing but art imitating life. It's just an art once you look at it. Half these rappers that y'all was listening to in the early 2000s wasn't doing nothing that they was rapping about. But y'all idolized them. See, me, I was a smart kid. I was always listening to State Property, Beanie Siegel, and all of them. But I wasn't out here in these streets. My favorite song by Beanie Siegel is Can't Go On This Way. Uh, Think It's a Game, featuring Freeway and Jay-Z. Pac-Man, well, Mac-Man, <laughs> as per the album. The Truth. One of These Days, featuring Eve. I have so many Beanie Siegel songs I listened to, but a lot of his music was violent. But was I a violent dude? No. Not at all. Because I was able to separate the music from the artist. And not just that. I was able to separate life from art. And yeah, you could say a lot of these kids ain't had much. They didn't have fathers to show them how to be. Yeah, I get that. I can respect that. Where you coming from with that statement. I can respect where you coming from with that statement. Because I didn't have a father growing up. I had father figures. But I didn't have a father. But watching all this senseless killing in these streets, I told myself one thing. I'm going to pursue my dream of being a poet. And look where I am today. And that's possible for anybody. And we have to do all that we can. All that we can. As a society. As a people, as a community, and as a nation. To ensure that all of our children, every last one of them, has a brighter future tomorrow. And that they have that little spark of hope to believe in their dream. Let's bring an end to the senseless killings because we ain't doing nothing but damaging their future. We're doing nothing but hurting our kids, our grandkids, our great grandkids. We're destroying the next generation before it even has a chance to develop. So, to Philadelphia and all other big cities out there that's dealing with the same plague of murder, homicide, and major crimes. I beg with all of you, please, let's put the guns down. Let's be fathers. Let's be mothers. Let's ensure that our children has a brighter future. Let's bring peace back into our communities so that our children can play outside once again and that our elderly feel safe in their homes and in their communities. 
Now, I know I rambled on a lot, but I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little disheartened by what I heard. I'm a little disappointed and upset by what I heard from my own brother. Like I said, Philadelphia is my hometown. I love y'all. Y'all are my birthplace. Broad Street bully all day. And that's not going to change. That's not going to change about me. No matter where I go in this world, I'm always going to be a Philadelphian. I'm sorry. Sorry to say it. It is what it is. I rep Philly to the hardest. But we need to bring an end to the killing. Let's change the trajectory of the next generation. Let's change the trajectory of the next generation. And put them on the path of their dreams and their goals. Now, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. Listening to this topic. I know it's it's very serious. It's very serious. And I hope you all learned something from this. And I hope we can learn to put the guns down. And bring peace, love, and change into our communities. And I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed evening. Thank you all for tuning in. Take care and God bless. Let us begin. The breeze blows through its gentle branches as it hangs its head low. It shields those under it from the rain as it also comforts you. Beautifully designed differently than all the other trees, this one in particular tree is astonishing as it is unique. In nature, it moves according to the direction of the spring rain as its branches sway gently in the storm's breeze. During an overcast sky, I take shelter under it. And in my heart, I find it comforting. Two lovers embrace one another as they dance slowly, sharing their emotions under the peaceful watch of this calming and alluring weeping willow tree. Thank you.